grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Well, this is a day the Lord has made. The sun is shining. How about that? Came through a very cold night last night. Nothing seems to be just right. Would you say that for yourself or maybe for the world in which we live? Nothing seems to be quite right. There's really a breakup going on. I was talking to a, a young man uh, the other day at uh, another church that I was at, and he was, I was asking him, I said, How, how's things going? He was in high school. And he said, well, not so good. I just broke up. Now I think I know what he meant by that. That means that he was going with a young lady and uh, they were dating and so on. And he said, we just broke up and I'm pretty, pretty sad about it. Well, you know, we all go, in our lives, we all go through times and, and conditions where, you know, things, we, we just sort of, things break up. We think we have it made, we think we're riding a wave, and then something happens. Well, in this time of the church year, we are running down. We are running down to the end of days, really. And of course, when that end day comes, we will know where we will all be, and that is, of course, with the Lord. But God in his word, his most powerful word, reminds us each and every day that uh, breakup, the breakup of life as we know it, is happening. And this morning, I would like you to consider three, just three thoughts on the basis of the gospel this morning. First of all, be ready for sin and evil persist. Secondly, stand fast. And thirdly, Know who is in control. Boy, is that important. Well, you know, this is uh, a week that's been pretty significant this past week, wouldn't you say? What, is, what has happened this past week? What, what happened on Tuesday? We voted, okay. We voted. Every time I go and vote, it's, I, when I come out after I voted, you know, we, we vote in a... Uh, in a church in, uh, in Peoria. Every time I come out after voting, I just feel so good that I've been able to cast a vote, to choose a candidate in a free and fair way. I come out and I thank God. I look up in the sky and say, thank you, God. Now, the vote might not come out the way I expect, but that's okay because I have the freedom and the opportunity to make my thoughts known. Did you, ever, did you feel that way? Now, I'm not talking about the results of the election, okay? I'm just talking about the opportunity to vote a free, in a free country, in a free way. Voting, what a privilege, what a blessing. Even though the world around us is breaking up, yet we have a chance to stand up. Well, what else happened this week? Veterans Day, right? Yeah, Friday. How many of you are veterans? Okay, thank you for your service, by the way. You know, one thing in, the, in this congregation, Pastor Chris, I am overwhelmed at the number of young people serving in the military. 
you have a great percentage of your congregation serving. I mean, I'm, I, I go to a lot of churches. I preach in a lot of different places. But I never, in our prayers, we, we never see the number like we do here. Veterans Day. We're reminded again that God has created this world. He's created government and given government authority. God is a God of authority, right? And government is to punish the evildoer. And so we live in the midst of a fallen world, a fallen world that's been overtaken by sin and evil, greed, destruction, violence of all natures. And God says, I'm going to deal with it through the government, through the authority that I give. And so young men and women say yes. I want to operate under authority, under God's authority. I want to serve our country and our nation because I do believe that God will prevail and he works through each of us. Veterans Day. Does anybody recall these, these uh, numbers? 11, 11, 11. Who knows? Raise your hand. All right, 11, 11, 11. You're going to learn something today, okay? 11, World War I, right? When did World War I end? The 11th month, November, the 11th day, 11th of November, and the 11th hour, 11 o'clock. 11, 11, 11, that was the ending of World War II. We call that celebration after World War I, Armistice Day, right? Armistice Day. Later it was changed to Veterans Day. So here we have an attempt, humanly speaking, to say what? This is a war that will end all wars. Did it? No, it didn't, of course. We still live in a war-torn world. Violence all around us. The world's breaking up. How about our bodies? How do you feel this morning? How easy was it to jump out of bed and get ready to come to church? Not so great, right? Everything is breaking up. From the moment of our conception, what? We begin to grow old. Seems kind of odd to think of it that way, but it's true. And we know that you know, unless we're like Moses, who, you know, lived to be 120 and his eyes were as sharp as ever, you know, uh, we have the opportunity to live each day to the full glory of God and hope and pray that, that he will use us in ways that he knows what is best. But this morning, I want you to just focus on living in this world that's breaking up. Beware of evil and beware of sin. I don't know about you, but I think as I look at my day, sometimes I feel like I'm gaining and sometimes I feel like I'm losing. Have you ever feel that way? You know, I, I, I feel really good. I'm on a roll. Things are going well. Or then you also have a day or a time when things aren't going so great. And your thoughts are not where they should be. If you're like me, we're all being pulled apart pulled apart by serving God 
and giving him glory and honor in everything that we do, you know, focusing on him and him alone. And then things happen, an event, a circumstance, whatever it might be, and we find ourselves losing our vision, our spiritual vision on the cross and on our victorious Savior. We find ourselves struggling because we're trying to make it on our own. We're trying to succeed, and we know that the battle is beyond our ability to win. Sin and evil prevail. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the, the apostle reminds us, your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. When I was a young, young lad, uh, seven, eight, nine years old, I lived across, uh, across the street from us. We lived on the edge of town, and across the street from us, the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus came to town and pitched camp. Elephants, all kinds of animals, wild animals, uh, cook tents, okay, all that goes with a circus. You know, I was able to go over and uh, my buddy and I, we walked across the gravel road and uh, gosh, no one, my mom, of course, dad didn't know what I was doing, but anyway, uh, we, had a, we had a gay time relating to the circus people. And I remember the lions. And I remember seeing the lion tamer. You know, kind of a, a whip that he had, and then he had a pistol. I think it had blanks in it. But whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and these lions would roar and just, you know, scared me to death. Why do you think God gives us a picture of the devil like a roaring lion? devil gets our attention, scares us, wants to devour us, wants to possess us, wants us to totally rid ourselves of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who not only is the creator, but the tamer, right? The devil is like a roaring lion seeking to devour us, never giving up never giving up. In Ephesians 6:11, Paul reminds us the wiles, the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. This is not a game that we're in, this game, this life that we have. This is a violent overthrow of God's plan that the devil is about. God's plan is to seek and to save the lost and bring all to heaven, right? But the devil is out to destroy, to devour, to get our attention and lose our focus on God's attention. These are the days in which we live. It was true in the early days of the New Testament churches, just as true today. Sin and its evils have not lost their intensity. You've often heard this statement, I'm sure. You know, the devil works overtime on unbelievers. He works overtime and above time on those who believe. 
The devil is out to gain and wrestle away God's people from God himself. We need to be alert to this. We, we, we live in a, a, world, a desperate world today where uh, the values, the godly values that he outlines in his word, like the Ten Commandments, for example, all of this is being, we're, we're being assaulted. Human life, God's marriage by God's design for us, marriage by God's design. Our thoughts, our relationships, all are under attack and being assaulted today. It's been that way since the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. But the intensity seems to be growing. And when you, know, you look at uh, these, uh, the scriptures that talk about the end of days and the end of time, it just seems to be intensifying, doesn't it? I mean, God, of course, could bring an end to all things at any time, at any moment, but we are all living in those latter days. As the Bible talks about a little while, Jesus says, in a little while, I will see you again. In a little while. We're living in that a little while. Christ is coming. How do we prepare for this breakup that's about to come when heaven and earth will pass away, not as we know it here now and today, but a new heaven and a new earth a new relationship, a relationship of perfection, a perfection of joy, of an eternal salvation. As we await the coming of the Lord, we're told also, secondly, not only be aware of sin and evil, but also what? To stand fast. Stand fast how? Well, just like you're sitting here today, you're not standing, but you soon will. Stand fast in what? Faith. Stand fast on the words and the promises of God. And again, Paul in 1 Peter 5, evil shouldn't surprise us. Nothing should really surprise us. Resist, stand fast in faith, and know that Jesus' victory is your victory. You know, as we look at this past week, maybe, maybe things aren't quite the way you would hope they would have been in the elections, just an example. Another example might be in your own personal life as, as you've uh, lived out this week to the glory of God and all, maybe it all hasn't been to his glory. Maybe you're still struggling in a relationship. Maybe you're still struggling to forgive someone. Maybe you're carrying a huge burden of guilt. Maybe you're confused, and maybe you feel lost and lonely. All of these things, all of these events that surround us and attempt to get a hold of us, God draws us back to his word and promise and says, Jesus' victory is yours. Jesus' victory is our victory. Paul says in Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. How does that mean, put it on? That means in faith, hold to the words and promises of God, the armor, you know, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. The armor of God is the victory of Christ that we carry each and every day of our lives. And in the gospel today, Luke 21, stand firm and you will win life. Stand firm, and you will be a winner in Christ. 
for the best is yet to come. You're standing firm today. You're standing on the word and promise of God. You're standing on his victory, his resurrection from the dead, conquering death, our last great evil, standing squarely where God has placed us and planted us. In your home, within your family, within your community, your neighborhood, your job, stand first and fast on Christ, in Christ alone. A beautiful contemporary Christian hymn, in Christ alone. That's where we stand. So as we recognize sin and evil and the battle that's waging in front of us and within us, Stand fast in Christ and know that you are going to be and are victorious. And thirdly, know in the midst of this uh, breakup that's about us that God is in control. Even though it may seem that he's not, even though it may seem that he's allowing a lot of bad stuff to happen. You think Think of the book of Job. Think of Job. A man of God who trusted and depended on God for his deliverance and his rescue, his salvation. Think of Job and all of the stuff that God allowed to, was allowed to happen in his life. This testing of Satan, this loss of, of things that for so many people, you know, possessions and family and all of this together seemingly get in front, even can get in front of God. God allowed all this to happen. And in the midst of it all, Job's faith and his testimony to stand in Christ alone, I know that my Redeemer lives, was the outcome. God is in charge. We see today that judgment, well, judgment is always going on. Wars, rumors of wars, battles, uh, divisions within families, destruction, uh, the world itself. Judgment's going on. The world, as we know it, is breaking up. Now, how long will it take? Only God knows, of course. But in our lives, that's what matters. The life that God gives us, whether it be 70 or 80 or 90 or 100 days, years rather, whatever that time period is, for us it is always a significant, a significant issue because we are the ones living. God hasn't reached into our life yet and said, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus reminds us that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. His word, his promise, his victory and our hope. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we'll pray it this morning. We pray that that section of the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Do you think we think about that enough in our prayers? I I don't always, you know, we get, uh, sometimes in our worship, you know, we kind of fly along and and we we know the words, but we don't often meditate on them. We don't often, you know, they don't impact us But think of that this morning. Thy kingdom come. Jesus, 
your rule in the hearts of people. It's happening and it's rushing to an end to that day in which you will come again. And that's what we're praying for. We're praying, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come. Help me to be a part of this plan of salvation that you've given me. Do you see God's hand in your life in midst of the breakup of our world? You know, I was talking to a a pastor the other day, and we were just speaking about, you know, recognizing, recognizing God's presence and how he leads us. And sometimes we recognize that better when we look back. We don't always see it in the present, but when we look back, we say, hey, God has brought me through this, you know, whatever that event might be. But the sad thing is that so many people today do not see the hand of God in their life. God is distant, but he's not. He's here. He's there. He's with you. And when you miss seeing the hand of God and his leading and his deliverance, you miss a peace that only he can give. You know, we pray for peace in the world. We pray for peace among nations. We pray for peace within our own hearts. And God is always there reminding us, you have my peace. I'm with you. My hand is upon you. And so no matter what the future holds here on earth, we have already won the battle. In a real sense, the breakup is over. In a real sense, Jesus, our victorious Savior, has brought us through. So no matter how dark it gets, a reminder today of the darkness we've had for a few days with the clouds, and the sun is shining. May the Son of God, Jesus Christ, shine into your life today. Despite the condition of the world, know that you are well. Like the popular Christian song, all is well with my soul. May that be your peace today in the midst of this chaotic world in which we live. In Jesus' name, amen. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.